Steven, second coming of Tecumseh. What are you about to blow our minds with this time? Well, it's going to it's 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 going to be pretty heavy. Um, just just so you don't think this is just something that somebody made up. The second coming of Tecumseh was actually a prophecy that he would return and take back his capital someday. It was sort of like the hopes of the remnant of the United Tribes that he had gotten together to try to uh, stop this Masonic militia from coming in. And pretty much what's going on today with Islam is what happened back in the days. It's interesting how history repeats itself. But the, the prophecy of the second coming of Tecumseh, Tecumseh was a Shawnee, and he was from uh, the, the, the Panther tribe. And he was a prophet which is a messenger. People need to understand what a prophet is. A prophet is a messenger. So usually a messenger has to have, number one, a message, and then two, they usually have a sign to confirm what they're saying is true. But the second coming of Tecumseh was actually an Indiana historic event um, in the 1900s. Uh, I think it was exactly in the, on the 1900, in October, they had a week-long festival called the second coming of Tecumseh where the city of Indianapolis had an arch going into the, the Magic Circle downtown, Monument Circle. And ab above the arch, it said Magic Circle, because that's what they consider the Magic Circle on top of their Magic Square. This is how they do their magic. <laughs> mm -hmm. But anyhow, they, they had a guy dressed up like Tecumseh, and they gave him a key to the city, and they was making a, a week-long festivity of like a, a New Orleans you know, masquerade kind of party, uh, Halloween type thing. You know? This is so downtown made, Indianapolis. Yeah, nineteen hundred. It was called the Second Coming of Tecumseh. It was an event, pretty much just to make a mockery of the Sweet. of the prophecy. Mockery. Okay, they were mocking the Indian prophecy. Right. Well, because they got you know the, the monument downtown is uh, you know it talks about uh, defeating the Indians and it's got Harrison with his sword, you know, giving him all kinds of glory and honor, like he won this big battle and. The truth is, he went to do a battle, but Tecumseh wasn't even there, and that's why he went down there to attack. Because well, Tecumseh was down south trying to get the tribes, you know, together to a confederation. And so Harrison went and invaded Prophetstown. That's a place up there by Tippecanoe, up north in Indiana. Uh, there's a battleground there that you can actually go and visit. Which is kind of interesting. Um, but basically the Tecumseh wasn't there at the time, so Harrison sent in his troops and pretty much, you know, said that the Indians attacked them and, you know, pretty much wiped them out. So that's the end of Prophetstown, but it's actually a town called Prophetstown because that's where the prophet lived. He had a brother who was also called the prophet, but in my opinion and seeing things, you know, he was just a person who was an alcoholic that had a revelation um, that they should go back to their old ways instead of using metals and, you know, use the sticks and the stones and do the things they, they used to do. Um, but the Tecumseh came from a family, a spiritual family, and the Shawnee were um, known as the most spiritual of the tribes. They had an oral tradition that they actually came to this continent by crossing waters upon dry sand. So you can look at that might have been the, you know, uh, some of the, the, the history of Moses coming across the Red Sea on dry land, but that was the Shawnee story that, you know, they was on the East Coast, and that's how they arrived, by walking across dry sand. So that, and you and you combine all the other artifacts that they're finding that shows that the, the Hebrews were here, then you get an understanding that, that these tribes were special, but the Shawnee and the Cherokee were known as the ones who had the most um, closest relationship to as far as being Hebrew, using the name of Yaz, their god, and uh, different different things they've found, you know, like archaeological finds of 
you know, the man holding the two tablets of stone, the Ten Commandments on it. I mean, how that get here in the Indian burial areas when, you know, and that's that's another thing I'm, I'm, I want to get at. There was a picture that I posted on my Facebook site today that was something that I had discovered when I was going through researching the mound builders, the mound builder Indians and their their Phoenician connections or whatnot. And there was a shell that they uncovered in one of the mounds and it has, it's like a square, but if you'll see it, it goes up and it loops and it goes over and it loops and comes down and it loops and it goes over and it loops and it comes up. So it's a square, but it has loops on all four corners of it. And I thought, man, I've seen that somewhere before. And sure enough, I went back to the Babylonian cuneiform uh, plaques and there was their God sitting on his throne, which is a little magic square and he's inside one of these houses. The house of God is what it is. So how did the Indians, the mound builders here, know that Babylonian magic that was over there unless they had actually came over here? And that's the whole thing about the, the, the lost tribes of Israel. The Phoenicians were the greatest sellers there ever was in the time. And you got to remember, during the building of King Solomon's temple, okay, the Phoenicians and the, the Hebrews were working together. And, you know, it's it's not a good thing because Solomon went, you know, after the gods of the Phoenicians, which are the same gods we have here in America. It's wild. <laughs> but any, no, it, it's wild. But during the, the, during the time of the building of, of King Solomon's temple and the Phoenicians were, you know, in close alliance with uh, Israel at the time and, and King David and, and, and Solomon. Well, the Phoenicians were already traveling to this continent. And as far as the lost tribes of Israel, there was tribes that were fragmented between the north and the south. And there were certain Hebrews that didn't believe that you put uh, metal to stone. They were, they were the kind, uh, they were like the orthodox to where you don't make metals and you don't put metal mm -hmm. to stone. And that's why when they was building Solomon's temple, they actually had to cut the, the stones far away from the temple so nobody could hear the actual stones, uh, the, the chisels hitting the stones, because a lot of the, the Hebrews believed that it was wrong to build these monuments and, and put chisel to stone, because you have to be a, you have to make metals, and if you make metals, then you have to have slaves, and you destroy the earth, and you put metal in the, in the fields. I mean, the early plows never had metal tips on it. Jefferson came up with that. They just had wooden tips because they believed that putting metal into the earth, he was actually poisoning the earth with a man-made, you know, a metal like iron or whatnot. Do so, you think, I've never heard that, I mean, like, that sounds like completely anti-industrial revolution. <laughs> well, they, these people realize that in order to keep the earth, you have, there's certain things that you have to do because if you want to do them a different way, you're going to destroy the earth. So there's two different kind of mindsets in the, in the early Hebrews, those who wanted to build you know, like Solomon's temple, they, they used to have just a tent for their for their for their temple. The temple was a tent, you know, as portable as like, you know, with the Indians and their teepees, you know, it was portable. Uh, but then during the King Solomon's time, when he went, you know, with the Phoenicians, he saw, you know, the, the great cities and the, the temples and all this other stuff and got involved with the builders, which are, you know, like Freemasons today. And they had an alliance. And so you had Phoenicians and you had the tribes of Israel, some who you know, they, they didn't get along with each other, the North and South. So the lost tribes actually became lost because they went with the Phoenicians over here and established their own places over here. And they are, they're what you call the native Indians. Now, what you have is you have a division of Indians. You have like, 
you know, when you was in school, they taught you that the, the Indians were basically Asians or Oriental Mongols who came across on the Bering Strait when, right. you know, the land was was dry or the water shrunk or the, the the continents were closer together, whatever the case was. And I'm sure that's I'm sure that's feasible for, the, you know, like the West Coast and, and, and the Southwest area. But as far as the East Coast and as far as the Woodland Indians, you had the Phoenicians and the Hebrews, the Israelites that came here. And, and, you know, just like back in the time when you had the Hebrews and the Phoenicians, Phoenicians had their own different idea of things because, you know, like they worship the sun and the stars and there's into the, the horoscope and the zodiacs and all that stuff. And you had the, the Israelites that were, you know, more of the creationist, you know, worshiping the creator and, and the provider who gave them this paradise, this promised land. So you had a warring faction between, you know, like the Woodland Indians and the, the East Coast Mound Builders and all these Mound Builders, like the Serpent Mound. And all these Mound Builders, those are the ones who were the Phoenicians who came over. And that's where they found this shell, you know, and it has, you know, like the, the sun disc in the middle. And it has that, that four square loop, like I was telling you. I am looking at it right now. I'm yeah, looking. and it, it, it just tripped me out because it's like I've seen that before. And then I went to the Babylonian, uh, you know, the, the, the religion. And saw their God. And if you look up where the God is sitting, he's sitting on a magic square. That's a talisman. That's that's the whole idea inside of his house. He has a talisman. That's his throne. That's his power. That's how he's able to go into the underworld and be reborn. That's the whole thing about the apotheosis is having eternal life, being able to travel through time and to have this shell with that engraving on it here long time before Columbus. And that be, you know, its origins from Babylon. That tells you that they had to be the Carth, you know, the the Phoenicians that came over and you know, with the Israelites came over and settled this place long before and never wanted to go back. And this was the promised land that they had been promised. And this was, you know, to them, this was their their coming out of the wilderness and you know, trying to find this promised land that they were supposed to be given. So there's 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 a lot more to the the lost tribes. The story of the lost tribes is is one of the genocide of the, of the red man here and and the reason why and here is what is the kicker of it all you're gonna have to bear with me because this is just exciting because a lot of things have happened that just blow my mind for one the empire state building did you see the image on the empire state building no where's it where's this a it's in new I, york i have sorry i didn't mean that <laughs> i'm not that well okay, maybe some hey i might ask something that dumb in the future but usually i'm not that dumb where's the picture how do i see it Okay, okay, I just, you, I, just you asked post, if I, saw it. I posted it on my Facebook, but okay, I'm on it right now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that? Are you serious? I was scrolling down. I was like, oh no, what the, what the, what the, what the heck? That is, that is, the God in which Washington trusts. That is, <laughs> that is the God of this country. They're calling on this goddess. She's a goddess of war. This, this this blows my mind, dude, because when I saw this, I said, I know it because they said it was a Hindu goddess, Kali. And it's like, that's oh. Ishtar. If she's a goddess of death and a goddess of war, that's got to be Ishtar. So you Google, you know, Kali, goddess, Ishtar, and boom, there it is. One and the same. So you're saying, now why would they have Ishtar presented on the side of the Empire State Building? Okay, here's a good question. Why would they have Ishtar displayed on a cross on a federal obelisk downtown? You know, it blows everybody's mind that they can see on this building this image of this pagan goddess of death 
She was the only goddess that demanded fetal sacrifice. She wanted the most purest of blood, so they would either wait until the baby was born and sacrifice it, or they would go in and get it. And this is what freaks me out. This is the goddess, the only goddess that I know of, who demanded fetal sacrifice or sacrifice as soon as the baby's born. Like in Revelation, when it's talking about the woman about ready to give birth, the dragon's sitting outside of it waiting to devour it when it's born. Right. Check this out. This is the goddess who demanded fetal sacrifice. This is the goddess that demanded that all her, all her high priests were homosexuals and gays. Okay? Mm. These high priests of Baal, because Ashtaroth Ishtar is the consort of Baal. So this is basically Baal worship we're talking about, you know, with the sacred prostitutes to where you go there and you're actually getting something for your tithes. But they were called top hats and, and high places where the temples, the woman represented the goddess and the people would come there and they would pay money and have sex with the goddess. And she would get in her sexual superior position on top of him, representing the goddess on top of the male which is, is why you understand the whole thing about the missionary position and all that stuff was because the pagans was always talking about the female being in the dominant position because to make the graven image, they got to have the moon goddess on top of the solar disk, which makes the image of the eye. But anyhow, I stray. Wow. Anyhow, I stray. But the, the whole thing about this Ishtar and, and, and this is as the war goddess, it wouldn't be so troubling if, you know, here's the Empire State Building and they got this image of this. It wouldn't be so troubling because you say, well, the goddess... She's not real, okay? It's just a, a myth or a legend. But here's, here's the freaky part. This is the real goddess. That goddess is real, and I can prove that she's real, okay? She's a, a real entity. She was born in 1961, okay? The same year that I was born, the state of Indiana was made into the goddess. In other words, this goddess Ishtar was actually made into the state, or basically through the apotheosis, the state was made into a goddess. Just like the Romans used to do, where they declared their founder to be God, they declared the state to be his consort, the goddess. So the state of Indiana in 1961 went through the apotheosis process and made the state into this goddess Ishtar, which is why you have all that money that was supposed to go to widows and orphans from the world wars Instead of going to them, they went to build a temple to Ishtar downtown, and it's called the World War Memorial, and it's nothing more than a temple dedicated to Ishtar. And you can prove it by going to the temple inside and seeing the image for yourself. So you're saying, what's this image doing on the Empire State Building, and you're freaking out? Well, I've been living in a state that was made for the sole purpose, designed for and dedicated to this goddess so that it could become, in the physical reality, a real, true, living goddess that has the power to make laws. The, the state capital downtown, the state capital downtown, is called Hathor because it is the house of whores. It is her house, okay? And, and they made the state into a goddess, just like the Romans did, to where she has power to make laws. She makes rules. She can break them when she wants to. She has power over life and death. She is a goddess. So the state of Indiana is the goddess Ishtar because they did just like the Romans did because this is a revived Roman Empire. They made not only Washington into the god who sits on the throne on the rainbow. They made the state, especially Indiana, because it's part of the apotheosis process with him into his consort, into a goddess. 
So, you know, that mystery God I was telling you about how, you know, the God, which came first, Christ or God, and the physical comes first and Christ came and then there was God. Right. It's the same way with this situation here to where in the past you had people sacrificing babies and putting them on the flame braziers. Okay. And that's where you get the term sardonic laughter because the kids' faces would get all contorted and they would say that the baby was enjoying the flames and it's called sardonic laughter. And that's where you get the word can cannibal, cannibal, because K-H-A-N-A -A means the priest of Bell. So that's where you get the word cannibal was from these priests of Bell who was able to devour this, this child sacrifice, sacrifice to this goddess, this same goddess that the state of Indiana has become. So you have a state that is a war goddess. And it's no coincidence that Dr. Gatlin was the one who designed the machine gun here in Indianapolis when he was downtown on Monument Circle when it was the governor's mansion. Okay, It's not by happenstance that the U.S. Indianapolis delivered the atomic bomb and the whole crew was sacrificed. Okay, It's not coincidence that they built that war memorial into a temple because that's the same M.O. that they always used on this goddess, that if she would make them prevail in war, they would build a temple to her. They would dedicate so many lives to her. They would sacrifice to her, and they would restore her to her proper place of honor, like sitting in your nation's capital rotundra. Okay, like sitting in the Indiana House chambers. Okay, then that's what the story is about the second coming of Tecumseh. He would come back and he would take back his capital because it's the capital of the Indians. And these pagans took it like Harrison and said, we have to have this land. Father Washington needs this land, which was the capital of the Indians. Their sacred capital of the Indians. Washington needs this land to establish the throne of the true religion. And everybody thinks, well, that's Christianity. Go to the house chambers and you'll see for yourself. There's Harrison and he's established the throne of the true religion, holding the train of the goddess, the triple goddess in the house chambers on a mural called the Apotheosis of Indiana. OK, so you think this is far fetched, but this is the same stuff the Romans did. OK, they used to throw us in the arena with the lions as entertainment. Now they just throw us out into the streets and say, you know, watch ISIS. You know, it's the same story. It's the same story because it's the same goddess. It's the same goddess they've always been worshiping. And think of the consequences when, if, if indeed the physical comes first and then after which the spiritual Indianapolis, OK, actually caused the physical reality of this goddess who back in the days was responsible for all these crimes. Okay, now think about that. Think about that if the reality is that there first has to be a physical reality of a goddess in order for there to be a spirit of something that was a goddess that was worshipped in the past. They never saw it. They never heard it. It was just something in their mind, but it was a reality. It was a real spirit. Why? Because it became a physical reality in 1961 here in Indianapolis, a city that was designed by the same people, designed Washington, D.C. for the same purpose, the apotheosis of George Washington. And the goddess was the one who made it possible. And that's why your, your national monument is a, an erect penis of this god of earth who penetrates the queen of heaven, proving that he is the god of earth. He's sitting on the throne as God right now as we speak. Have you heard any pastors say we got to do something about this or we got to at least condemn it or object to it or something <laughs> besides saying you can't pin that on George Washington? I mean, that's, that's what I get. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, I have not heard it. Um, I have not gone and tried to tell people about it. I would like to try to do that. I mean, that's what we're kind of doing here, but 
but no, have I have I ever in my church going uh, life? No, not ever once have I ever heard anyone even talk about this. And that's why, you know, <clears throat> well, Steven Schroeder, he's a nutcase. Not that anyone says that, but, you know, you're the only guy out there talking about it. And that's why, you know, we're talking about it now. I'm with you every week. We're talking about this until somebody does, helps it, you know. But anyway, that's insane, man. I had not seen this Empire State thing. It just happened today, didn't it? No, it happened a couple of days ago. But, uh, you know, the interesting thing is the guy who did it is, uh, I think, a Japanese artist. But he's an environmentalist. Yeah, EPA. Yeah, and it's like, well, EPA is getting plenty of funding. You know, Obama signed some kind of declaration to where, you know, he's got imminent domain of all the water and all life depends on the waterways. You know, and then he turns it over to the EPA. And then all of a sudden you got a place that's already hitting with drought, the Colorado River, something like that to have it destroyed. It, I mean, you, you could consider that domestic terrorism. I mean, when you really think about it, if he's on the other side, okay, and he's using federal agencies, you know, corrupted federal agencies to, to break the law. It wouldn't put it past me for, you know, them to start doing these uh, domestic environmentalist terrorism to where, you know, uh, sorry, and they don't have to pay for it, and they get paid to clean it up, and they get paid to protect it. It's, it's madness is what it is. And, I mean, you could really look at it as, a, as an act of domestic terrorism, unless, you know, they can prove it was an accident. But, to, uh, you know, I've already heard the stories about they was making plans and they had to do something with it and, oh, well, kind of thing. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's, uh, yeah that's a whole other thing. I, guess, I don't even want to get sucked into talking about uh, Obama there. But I want to hear more about this second coming of Tecumseh. So he's, I mean, it, the first, first of all, something a lot, you know, Christians and myself as a Christian, we've got to get past this. That sounds a lot like the second coming of Jesus, you know, and, and it sounds like blasphemous. Stephen, why is that blasphemous, and why or why not? Uh, no, there's there's plenty of second comings. I mean, the, the, the Jewish people are expecting Elijah to return. Well, they uh, also don't think Jesus was the Messiah. We don't agree with those guys. <laughs> well, uh, it's, 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 second, it's, second coming it's, it's not blasphemy because it's, it's not doing anything except saying that justice will prevail. If you know the whole story and you understand the whole purpose that, you know, uh, Harrison was nothing more than a, a Mason like Washington. And it was basically a Masonic Jihad against the remnant of the lost tribes of Israel. That was the whole point that everybody's missing. So every see, that's that's what I try to tell about people. Everybody's afraid to do anything because there's like, well, wouldn't that be kind of like acting like Christ. It's like, well, you're a Christian and that means Christ-like. So why are you afraid to act like Christ? You know, I mean, what's what, it, what's, what should we be doing that we're not? Well, number one, knowing would be a good start because right. people are, are stored for a lack of knowledge. So it's a matter of not knowing because nobody's talking because the majority is under a spell of great deception and delusion to yeah, where, you know, that this Empire State huh? thing, like if uh, this Empire State thing, if you look at that and think that that looks uh, like something good, uh, no, no, no. I'm saying if you do, I I cannot imagine that anyone looks at this and thinks, oh, that's a nice, pleasant thing there. I like what they're doing. It totally looks like, I mean, it looks like a devil or whatever, and it's got the three eyes. It's the same goddess that they've got outside of CERN. <coughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I said CERN. It's the same goddess that they've got outside of CERN's labs. It's the same goddess that CERN is doing those weird dances to. 
It's all connected, man. It's, you know, it's the goddess of destruction. You know, they they believe that things have to be destroyed in order for it to be reborn better. So they have no problem about just utterly destroying things because they believe that it's going to produce something better. That's why Nero fiddled while Rome burned. He could blame it on the Christians, and at the same time, he was under the same delusion that you know, in order, well, he's under the spell of the goddess. That the only way that you can create it is by destroying it first, and that's what they're all about. And that's what they're all about. And it's the same bell worship from the get-go. So, I mean, you know, you have a, you have a paradise that was here that was a, a land that was given to them by the, you know, the Cherokee and the Shawnee who proudly proclaimed God gave us this land. We're the proper caretakers of it. If they were still here, it would still be a paradise where they said you couldn't even walk without stepping on a berry. That the clouds in the, in the sky would not be clouds. It would actually be birds so plentiful. The water was so fresh and, and clean. And they said it was their favorite drink. You know, mm. and, and the surveyors and the people that came to this land said that the people were unusually just happy. Mm. You know, and you're talking about that paradise being taken by these Masons using Islamic law, okay, using Islamic ideology of the sword, of using jihads and uprisings and false treaties and invading the lands and forcing people and subduing them and making them bow to their religion. And the whole time it's great deception making them think, oh, it's all Christianity, when it's nothing more than the bell worship disguised as Christianity, okay? So, and that's so, real. That's, I mean, it's, that's real sad, it's, dude. It's about justice. Well, dude, it's about justice. Justice will not be denied. Right. So everybody should be praying for a second coming of the person who was saying he was going to come. He had his sign, and this is this is the thing that blows my mind. Okay, because me and Tecumseh, we're we're we're, we're sharing the same house here. Okay, that's just the bottom line. I'm here to reclaim the capital, and mm. there's there's no shame in this game because. Christ, it's not taking away from his return. Oh, sure, his return is going to be a returning for for the nations. Mm -hmm. This is for my hometown okay. because, see, I am Native American and I am only German because of Andrew Jackson's policy of you know forcing the the, the Native Americans to interbreed with the the immigrants and and become <laughs> Americans. You know, so Sarah by see me the other day. Well, you're white in my heart, okay, and in my blood is the Indian blood is still crying out for justice. So if anybody else wants the job to step up and take the capital back, have at it. But until then, I'm moving forward with it because it's all about justice and it's all about right. And for them to do the crimes that they did, I mean, if they was going to build a spiritual you know, establishment where things would be good and things would be right and we would have something of, of a decent, you know, like kingdom of God kind of thing, we could probably excuse that kind of stuff. But when they use it to build temples to this goddess of, abortion to this goddess of homosexuality to this goddess of war and bloodshed you know to the this the most heinous of, of all goddesses she's the daughter of the devil that's her title okay it's just like the 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 hypocrisy of the the blasphemy of god begetting a son satan had a daughter mm. and that's what this chick is that's the state of the indiana so why would i not want justice to the point of if this is called Indianapolis, which means the capital of the Indians of which you slaughtered and, and lied and used false treaties and just about every crime you can think of to do what you did to establish an empire, a throne of a true religion, which is nothing more than pagan pantheon and, and polytheism. You know, I, for one, if no one else is taking the job, I'll take the job. And this I'll is what blows job. my mind. This is, this is what blows my mind real quick because Tecumseh knew about 
messengers. Okay, he knew about messengers, and he knew about a prophet, and he knew that it was one of those things to where people, it's a generation of vipers, they just got to have a sign. Okay, because no one's going to believe anything nowadays, even if you do give them a sign. But Tecumseh was the only person in, in history that we know of that not only foretold an earthquake, he declared one. He said he was going to go to a certain city at a certain time and stomp his foot. And the earthquake would ring from there all the way to the East Coast majorly to where it would be a sign for all the tribes to unite together and understand that what he was saying was true. And it was too late. Okay. Right. And so look up the earthquakes of 1811. Look up exactly what happened. So you have a person who was known as a prophet who gave the sign, not just foretold or forecast a tornado or a flood or a hurricane, but said that he was going to predict an earthquake by stomping his foot. And so me, knowing what I feel inside and what I know is true, and knowing what needs to be done, and no one else doing it, there's got to be something to be said about this. So if he did it, and Wright was on his side, then that's what it would take here. And it was on a radio show that we did, and you can blog talk radio, you can go to it and listen to it. And I declared the same thing as what Tecumseh did, that I am going to go to Washington, D.C. I'm going to go to the Washington Monument. I am going to stomp my foot, and there will be an earthquake, and it will be a sign, and it will be the evidence that what I'm saying is true. If you can't look up the history books yourself and find out what I'm saying is true, and this will no longer be a capital that belongs to this goddess because it doesn't belong to her. Okay? So right, right is on our side, and we said it. We declared it, and it happened. So if you need evidence that Tecumseh is back in town, and he wants his capital back, all to the glory of his god, Yah, okay? Well, then they're going to have to deal with that, because I'm here, okay? And I'm now. You're, you are and the second happening. coming. You are the second coming of Tecumseh? That's pretty much what I'm saying. Now, is 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 that... Is it? Are there other people? You know, can I can I be involved with that, or are you the only guy that's the second coming of Tecumseh? Well, I mean, everybody can be involved in 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 being right and standing up for what's right. But this is a matter of this is like a personal thing. Okay, right. this is like a personal thing between that spirit known of Tecumseh. That when I'm I'm not talking about the person. The same spirit that was in Elijah is in me. The same spirit that was in John the Baptist is in me. The same spirit of Tecumseh is in me. People understood the possibilities of that. If they could only comprehend the possibilities of that. It, it, right, yeah. I'm with you on that. Now, are they, is, is that spirit in all Christians or just you? Oh, well, I don't think you need a whole bunch of Tecumsehs. It's just one of those things to where you need one person who's willing to stand up and say, this is wrong. And it's it's not, it has nothing to do with me. Right. Okay? Has, it, it has nothing to do with celebrity. It right. has nothing to do with selling books. I, the information that I'm talking about right now is on uh, Amazon, and it's free. So if you want to look it up and get all the historic facts and exactly what went down, there it is. Look it up. That's the way it is. And it's, 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 it's not about Tecumseh, and it's not about me. It's about that spirit of right and truth that is doing battle with these principalities and powers in high places. 
Right. And that's what this is all about. And this is about a city. You know, Christ says, I will make you kings and princes to rule over the nations. Not only is he coming back to rule, but he gives us domain of our domain. And the only way he does that is when we take the opportunity to establish our domain. If right. you're here and you know the pagans have done something which is in constant violation of their own law, in direct violation of their own constitutional law, where they're giving preferences to pagan you know, polytheism and pretending to be Christians while they're committing genocide against Christians, okay, it's time to speak up. Establish your domain. You've got right on your side. You've got truth on your side. All you have to stand up is just stand up and speak out and say it's not happening. Because it's, it's just that small act of standing up and speaking out in the physical realm that, number one, you're not under the spell. You're not under no you know great deception. You have the spirit of truth that leads and guides you into all things. And as long as you always acknowledge the Creator, as long as you acknowledge the Word of God, the only begotten Son, if you acknowledge Yah, you have nothing to fear. He said, greater works than these will you do. Right. Now, somebody's going to say, well, it's not going to walk on water because that would be blasphemous toward Christ. Right. No, 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 no. He gives us that opportunity. He said, greater works than these shall you do. So everything that he did, he's given us the ability to do greater works. But all we've got to do is accept that as truth and believe it and give a thanks appreciation to the one who gave you that power. And it's not about me. And it's not about to come. It's about this goddess who's taken paradise and corrupted it. And got us all under bondage to where we think we're free, and we're serving nothing but her. <laughs> I, I'm shocked, appalled, and a little bit embarrassed, honestly. You know that um, that I, I'm, you know that that's happened to all of us, and we are all fine with it. Oh yeah, because we're all complexes, you know, and that's that's the thing why you know the church can turn its head and not say anything because well they're getting something good out of it. You know, now the, the apathy they got today to where they see their spiritual brothers and sisters being beheaded and crucified and burned alive and not saying anything about it. Well, what they're getting out of it for that, well, they feel like they're safe because nobody hmm. will say anything to them as long as they don't say, no, you got it all wrong. These people think, well, if we treat them nice and be good to them, they'll be good to us. No, according to the foundation hmm. of their religion, it is they must kill you because you insulted Islam with the greatest of insult by saying that God begat a son. Even though the original Allah begat you know, three daughters of Allah, you know, but after, you know, Muhammad came, he just, he just used the name of Allah, but he didn't, uh, you know, carry on the, the triple goddess, but that's where the Masons came into play because they did adopt the three daughters of Allah. And that's why you see her statue of Liberty, New York, the sun goddess statue of freedom, Washington DC on top of the Capitol, the moon goddess, the statue of Victoria on top of the obelisk, downtown monument circle, the earth goddess. There's your triple goddess. There's your three fates. There's the, the unholy Trinity. There's the goddess of the crossroads. That goddess that you saw in the empire state building. Yeah, it's evil. It's wicked. Yeah, it is evil. Yeah, it is wicked. And yeah, it's because the state of Indiana made a big mistake by, by changing it into a, a goddess. You know, you can thank Senator Dick Luger for, for Obama and for Ishtar or ISIS, however you want to call it. Hey, shout out to Dick Luger there. What's going on, buddy? Why, why don't you do making some better choices there? Yeah. Do yeah. you do you get involved in politics, Stephen? I mean, at the local level, because like you said, I mean, we're we're yeah. one step away from this guy. Like, why don't we just go have a meeting with this guy and say, hey? Oh, and, and I I lose a lot of people who otherwise would you know listen now and then, but. 
when you start talking about I don't vote, it's like, well, you can't say anything if you don't vote. It's like, you know, your vote, number one, what's going to happen, what was foretold, what was prophesied, will happen. And your vote is not going to veto any of that. And when you think about it, regardless of who sits in the throne of Washington, that throne is an abomination because, well, right. it's throne that he's ascending into the heavens to make himself equal to God. So regardless of who it is, they're representing the son of perdition, the one who is sitting in his temple currently today in the Holy of Holies, which was what Rotunda means, as he who mounts the clouds seated on his rainbow, surrounded by his host and his heavenly host. His host just happens to be the three daughters of Allah, and his heavenly host just happens to be the pagan pantheon, restored to their proper places of honor. And I'm sure that was probably some deal that they made with the pagan gods that if they could win a war, they would give them their proper places of honor once again. And you would have a Christian nation who doesn't give preference to one religion over the other, having its nation's capital be the house of your pagan pantheon and your founding father being declared to be God. Okay, and you Christian pastors ain't got no problem with that, but you'd have a problem if you saw me smoking a cigarette. How dare you? I mean, really, how dare you? you yeah, I, I, I don't know. know. I don't know. I'm, I'm with I'm with you. Like it's <clears throat> if if uh, if I had to talk to you know God Himself today, I expect Him to be shame on you. You know, and I don't. I know He's not. I know, but I'm just saying. It's like I'm embarrassed that we as a human race couldn't get it together more. And the more I learn about this stuff that you're talking about, the worse it gets. You know, just the, the worse it gets. Just the, it makes that's you a, feel disgusting. Hypocrisy. Yeah, it makes you feel dirty. The, the hypocrisy of it all is saying that they was going to eradicate the savages because they're primitive and superstitious. And here we are in such a technologically advanced world that we're going to have images of the goddess up on the Empire State Building. And we're going to have a nation's capital that does nothing but give honor to these pagan superstitions. Okay? And, and they justified genocide because, well, the savages were superstitious. Hmm. Amazing. Yeah. And I just want to say, um, everything, I don't know much about this stuff, but I'm, as you're talking, I was looking it up. Every, I've, I read on a website, it checks out everything you just said. It checks out. So anybody out there listening saying, oh, or is anyone fact-checking this? You know, did this really Prove happen? It wrong. I just Prove did. It wrong. I just proved it wrong. No, I, I didn't. I didn't, you know, but I, it, yeah, the impressive, here's, here's on the eight, what is it, 1812.ca. If you trust uh, the California <laughs> domain system, uh, yeah, the specter of war, the impressive new Shawnee village with 200 houses was called Prophetstown by the whites for Tecumseh's brother, who continued preaching and who changed his name to Tenskar. Guatawa, meaning open door. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, isn't it? And then it goes on to say what, exactly what you said about um, while Tecumseh was absent. Oh, yeah, Tecumseh went to visit Canada, it says. And then while he was gone or whatever. Uh, well, he, has, he actually went down south to the Cree at the time. But then after he came back and saw Prophet's Town destroyed, he went on into Canada. And he took on the British officer's uniform as a general. And fought in the War of 1812. And that's where he got killed. And that was the end of the movement. And destiny was being manifested by the powerful Masonic Roman Empire and their jihad. And just as it was written, had power and authority was given to him to overcome the saints. And that's exactly what happened. 
But then you have Christians saying, well, God bless George Washington. (laughs) If you read Revelations, okay, and you read how power and authority was given to this final kingdom, if they would only obey the serpent's voice and make the graven image contrary to God's commandment not to make the graven image, then you'd understand why they got the power and authority. But you see, Washington comes in, he wipes everybody out and everybody gets their goodies. And it's like, Washington's a godly man. I mean, I just had a conversation with a pastor on television, you know, talking about the apotheosis. He's like, Washington was a godly man. I was like, well, then I guess you discard, you know, slavery, discard that he was, you know, the biggest whiskey distiller. He, he had the most land, was a greedy land company owner, was guilty of genocide, making false treaties, traitor to the crown. Okay. I mean, think about it. You can't even hardly think of a crime that he didn't commit. And he was a <laughs> godly man. Are you kidding me? Regardless of all that, I'm not judging him. I'm judging Washington. And that currently stands that he is declared to be God and nobody's saying nothing. And, he, and all these, all these, the whole city of Indianapolis is built for the purpose and glorification of this goddess. And, and why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you want to challenge that just for justice purposes alone? Yeah. You know, or, or even just to have a dialogue about it. Like, cause there is no other side to it. There is no, open dialogue like you know yeah like they just say oh that's crazy I, they don't address it people don't address it I, and you, you know you try to talk to them and they find some way to not address it or write it off or you're crazy or well then there's only one option isn't there it's just kind of like yeah. a destruction destruction option well hopefully okay. not that's what that's what this whole cali thing is they want destruction you know i i don't i don't want to go and destroy stuff but you know like, no i'm not talking about us destroying things because it's to right. the point now to where it's too late they've already had their signs they've already had their warnings they've already had their chances and it's it's just like the pan statue yeah there's a pan statue back up there so what was accomplished was anything accomplished yeah everything was accomplished they can put it back up there because all that does is prove the word to be true to where it says they repented not of the sins, of their works of their hands, of making the images. Okay? So, yeah, it doesn't matter at this point because it's, it's too late at this point. Now comes God's wrath, God's judgment. We don't have to take up arms against anybody or do anything because we will be saying, ooh, you guys getting ready to get smacked down. Boom, you get smacked down. I mean, when you can say something and it actually happened, okay, there's no defense against that. There is no defense against God's coming wrath, okay? The judgment's already here. You've already heard the prosecuting attorney give you the evidence. You can look it up and research it yourself when you go back as your jury pool, but you got to come up with a conclusion. Are you part of this system down here? Are you voting, hoping that, you know, 